This is the GPS Show with Gabe and Scott, guiding you throughout the NFL season. From the two of Seattle. From Seattle to London, we have you covered on all the hot topics in football. The GPS Show, only on 88.9 The Bridge. Hello and welcome into the GPS Show here on a Monday. Very exciting show today. It's our first show back from being on winter break. Of course, we miss... Scott, it kind of it sucks a little bit, even though I'm not complaining that we get a two-week break. We miss week 17 in the NFL season, which is always huge. And then the wild card round, we miss um, getting to give our picks for that. But we are back here. I did go... I made my own bracket, and I'm so far perfect. Are you? That's that's tough, especially with the Vikings. See, I chose the Vikings. And the Titans? What? I, okay, I don't believe, believe Tom you. Brady's like 45. Well, that, hindsight's 20-20. Anyway, um, so we're back. We're going to uh, have a good show today, talk about a little bit about Week 17. Not really. Um, we're not going to delve uh, into too much just because that's kind of in the past. Everyone listening's probably already heard everything they want to know about that, but definitely... Well, fresh off the wild card weekend, a lot of exciting games. I would say all four games are incredibly exciting. Three of them because they were just incredible games, and then the last one was because it was the Seahawks game, and it was pretty good up until the end there. Um, DK Metcalf, of course, had a huge game. We'll talk about all that and more. I guess starting right now, Scott, let's just start with one thing real quick. You made a nice um, little. Uh, it's a, like a four-play recap that tells you it's about really everything long. you need Anything, to know about the if you game. Didn't, if you missed the Seahawks-Eagles game, Scott made a nice little montage of the game. So we're just going to listen to it here, get us amped up, and talk about what we thought about it. Do you know what the music is? I want to see if you can guess what that's, that is. Um, if you don't know oh, this... Sh- sh- that's Rocky, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Do you know why I chose Rocky? Why'd you... Why'd you oh, because DK Metcalf has like the face thing. 
No. Oh. Rocky, the steps. Have you never oh, seen this in Philadelphia? Okay, that's, there we go. That's disrespectful, Scott. How dare you? All right. Let's just dive they, right into the they game. They stomped over them. So I guess with that, we can start with the Seahawks game. Of course, for those of you who missed it, Seahawks win 17-9 in a wild card matchup. That it really felt like the Seahawks had it from the start, even though they had a blocked field goal earlier, uh, early in the game. They kind of controlled the ball, especially after in the first quarter, Carson Wentz, the starting quarterback for the Eagles, got injured and Josh McCown had to take his place. Obviously, wasn't a fully healthy Eagles team even uh, before Carson Wentz got injured with all of their injuries uh, at the wide receiver position. They were really depleted in that position as well. Uh, Josh McCown was 18 of 24 for 174 yards. No one's really giving him the blame for this game. It's Really, no one's fault for the Eagles, at least, for the why they lost. Fa- the, yeah, the only Russell fault you can put on this game is the fact that they didn't have their starting quarterback, their number one r- running back, the number one and their receiver. number one or two, or receiver, two receiver, or three. Yeah. Wow, they really... Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> and their number one tight end had broken ribs, but somehow played through it. And he said it was hard to breathe. We're talking about Zach Ertz here. I mean, they were definitely injured... The Seattle Seahawks were also injured. Let's not forget that. Their top three running backs were injured, but then we signed Marshawn Lynch. We haven't had a show in two weeks. We forgot Marshawn Lynch got signed, and we haven't even talked about that yet, which is just insane. I like saw that. It was at like 10 o'clock at night, and I literally like screamed running around my house. I was so excited. But he's not very good. I'm just going to put it bluntly there. Six carries, seven, seven yards, yards, one touchdown. He has scored a touchdown two straight games. That is more than... Some running backs in the NFL, I guess that's a stat out there for you. Uh, so also, let's just uh, talk about the running game for Seattle. Obviously, they won the game. Very exciting. They only put up 17 points. Let's not forget that. Uh, only one passing they, touchdown. They can't run the ball for their life, though. Travis Homer, starting running back. 11 carries, 12 yards. Marshawn Lynch, 6 carries, 7 yards. You're forgetting someone. Robert Turbin. Yeah. Zero carries, Zero He yards. was in for, I believe, one play, one and, he, play. And, and he was a pass blocker. Uh, Russell Wilson was by far the leading rusher. Nine carries for 45 yards, including one huge 22-yarder that gave him like a, a, a first down lane in the game. So Russell Wilson's really our biggest running threat. You feel like Marshawn Lynch, whenever he gets the ball, it's just like, oh, come on, like he can break one out here, but no, hasn't really clicked yet. He obviously got that huge touchdown, which was so much fun to watch because he just did what Marshawn Lynch always does. And, I mean, it wasn't... Um, I'm excited they won. It wasn't really that impressive either. I hate to like be all sad and stuff, but the Eagles are probably. I mean, what would you say, Scott? If they were with that team the entire year, what would their their record be? I would say like two and fourteen. With Josh I mean, McCown, be- at better than that, I'll give them five wins. With Josh McCown and like four or five. no, the Dolphins won five games or something like. that. I don't think they're better than the Dolphins with that roster. They are. That defense is really good. It's fine. It's not that good. Their secondary they're, is terrible. They're, uh, but they're pass rushers. I mean, we saw it Yeah, Brandon Graham, uh, Fletcher Cox was all over the place. So uh, they do have a good defensive line, but it was, it, was a, it was a decent game from Russell Wilson. Obviously, he was 18 of 30, very, very efficient, 325 yards and a touchdown. He also had 45 yards running the ball, like we said. But the star of the day, the talk of the league right now— Marshawn Lynch. No, DK Metcalf, the rookie wide receiver. Everyone's saying, how did he drop to the Seahawks? How did he drop to the second round? The Seahawks even passed on him for LJ Collier. I didn't even know who he has. He's played like two games this whole year. I was looking at the injury report, and he was out. It didn't even say why. I, I think they don't even want him. They just say, you're injured. 
So we've got DK, 6'4", 229, 22 years old. He's a second-round pick. I mean, he, he has almost had a thousand yard season too. Nine hundred yards and seven off. touchdowns. Most receiving yards by a rookie receiver in playoff history. One six. How much did he end up with? One hundred and sixty yards. I mean, that's come on now. Like he is just. There's no like. Do we know would he have broken it if he didn't catch that final pass? I don't believe so. But he did. It was. A, it wasn't like it was like garbage time. I mean, no, we needed that. We needed that but. Anyway, he was huge. Obviously, 160 yards and a touchdown. The huge touchdown where he fell over was pretty. Made a pretty veteran play there to get up um, and uh, keep on going. Found his way into the end zone. Tyler Lockett had an incredible catch, I believe, in the first quarter. The 29-yarder that had to go to review because they originally called it incomplete. He got his feet down. And then, I mean, this was just a good game all around from the defensive side of the ball. No touchdowns given up. We got, I mean, the the sacks for the Seahawks were really impressive. They had seven sacks, which uh, was... Their highest of the season. Yeah, the highest of the season. Tied for lowest points allowed all season with only nine points. uh, They were tied with the other game against the Eagles where they also only gave up nine points. Two sacks for Quinn Jefferson. One sack for Rasheem Green, who's our leading, uh, our our sack leader this year. One sack for Cody Barton. One sack for Bradley McDougald. And, of course, one sack for Jadavion Clowney, who was all over the place last night, even though he didn't have exactly the stats. Five tackles and one sack, which isn't incredible. I mean, it's just he's all over the place. He teams triple team him, and then that's how other players are able to get involved. So we move on to the divisional round where well, we play. I, I do want to ask you one thing. What do you think of that hit on Carson Wentz? I I think that it was definitely should have been a flag because he went I for mean, his head. I mean, it's like. Do you think we should have seen an injection there? I mean, that really could have changed the whole course of the game. I think if you look at it in slow motion, it could have been an injection. Definitely. I mean, it was no doubt at least a 15-yard penalty. He went... It doesn't even matter if it was intentional or not. He Helmet-to-helmet contact means there's a 15-yard penalty. But I don't know. He didn't really have the intent. So to say that's an ejection, I don't know. Carson Wentz kind of leaned forward in an odd way that made Clowney uh, hit him in the head area. I don't think that it was worth an ejection, but definitely not fair to... To Carson Wentz to go out of the game, he had, you have to feel for him. Of course, four four years he'd finally gotten to play in the playoffs. He's, he's already got a Super Bowl ring. Still hasn't even started a game in the playoffs because of injuries. Finally gets that start and then is injured in the first quarter. So of course we feel for Carson you know Wentz. They, do you know who they wish they had? Yeah, Nick Foles back. Nick I, Foles. Mm. They would have won that game with Nick Foles. Maybe. Can you deny that? I mean, we put up, yes, I can. We put up 17 points. He, Josh McCown was incredible. He was like he was like Tom Brady out there, a 42-year-old Tom Brady, so that means terrible. We saw, a, we saw current day Tom Brady and Josh McCown. Okay. Uh, so let's look, before we segue into Tom Brady, let's talk about this game against the Packers. Scott, do you have, okay, if you haven't looked at it, do you, can you guess what the line is right now? How much, who's favorite? I, I have not looked at it. I'm going to go Packers by a fair amount. Is that correct? There's I'm no not way. Tell you. The, the Seahawks are definitely not favored. They shouldn't be if they are. Um, I go Packers by three. It's Packers by four. That's so that's pretty close. I guessed actually Packers by four. So that that gives you the an indication. That, the thing I don't understand about that is like, how is it going to be like make it three or seven? Yeah, I, I don't well, like nah, four. Yeah, I know. They usually somehow get it right though. Vegas is weird that way. So 
is actually not forecasted to have snow next Sunday, but the weather is going to be below freezing around 28, 29 degrees. So keep that in mind, of course. I know that seems like not a big deal, but it is in the NFL, of course. Seahawks now without their top three running backs that will hurt them. Of course, Green Bay has Aaron Jones. And then Aaron Rodgers is known for being great in Lambeau in the snow. So definitely that goes to the Packers for that one. I think the Seahawks, too. I mean, Aaron Jones against Travis Homer. I think we would rather pass the ball. At least not good because it's going to be snowing or it could be snowing. Oh, okay. I I misread you on that. Well, it's not snowing, but I'm saying it's going to be really cold, which is harder to throw the ball. Anyway, Packers, just to look at their team, fifth fewest penalty yardage, fourth highest turnover differential. So they don't turn the ball over very often, least interceptions. And, uh... They they get some takeaways as well. They've got some good players. Kevin King, Jair Alexander. Seahawks are actually third highest in turnover differential. So these are both very uh, efficient teams. Something's got to give, though, because only one team can come out on top, Scott. And we're both going to say the Seahawks, even though it's the, Pack- the Pack- Packers. You're saying Packers? I mean, Packers are my Super Bowl pick, so it doesn't really make sense for me to not <laughs> pick them here. But I can't pick against the Seahawks. They're the Seahawks. Anyway, I, we, I'm, I'm going to pick the Seahawks, but... Packers. Let's just say, go pack, go. I'm saying I'm picking the Seahawks, but I'm secretly picking the Packers yeah. too. Because I, I mean, that's my Super Bowl pick. My other one was the was the Patriots, but then they and, and lost. the fact that and the fact that they had a bye. There is. It's been a long time since a wild card team has won the Super Bowl. Seven years since a wild card team has even been in a Super Bowl. Yeah. So, so the odds are definitely not with. Uh, not with the Seahawks. But then also there was some dumb stat on NBC. It was like when two birds team play each other, when two birds teams play against each other, the home team is 10-0. and 0, And then some of the stats <laughs> on a Tuesday night in 57 degrees. On a Monday degrees. night when it's 57 degrees centigrade, but it's in a dome when there's 38-mile-an-hour winds Drew Brees is going to lose to the Vikings. Drew Brees on the fourth blade of grass to the left of the hash mark, he will throw a 13-yard pass to Michael Thomas. But then fumble it. He did fumble. Anyway. Speaking of that game, we should get into yeah, that so game. Yeah, so now, now, you know. <laughs> also, really quickly, uh, Dwayne, we're not exactly sure the injury report has not come out yet for the Seahawks, but Dwayne Brown will likely play if he was kind of a question for this game. He's likely going to play next week. But for Mikey Upati, we still don't know. He was out for this game um, against the Eagles. So, Scott, let's move into some other games, starting with the first game of the weekend, Tennessee Titans, New England Patriots. I didn't get to watch any of these games because I was on a plane flight for about 15 hours, so not ideal for me, but Tennessee Titans beat the New England Patriots 20-13. to Yeah, I I was excited when I I saw that. Best game of the decade. So far, right. All right, so obviously it was Derrick Henry, the Derrick Henry show. It was just, ugh. Watching the highlights of that game was tough to watch as a, just a fan of greatness, because Tom Brady, it felt like he was... You know, at the mountaintop, and he's now just come tumbling down. Derrick Henry, 34 carries, 182 yards, and a touchdown. Ryan Tannehill, only 15 pass attempts. They know that he should be limited passing the ball, but he was he was pretty good for them. He had 72 yards, but he also had a touchdown. So Tom Brady, meanwhile, no touchdowns, one interception. So Scott, what were your takeaways from this game? Um, I definitely think that we saw the end of the Tom Brady era. I don't think that we will end up seeing the Tom Brady return. I'd be shocked if we see Really? Him. You'd be shocked if he comes back? 
I mean, he, there are reports that he's gonna he wants out of New England, maybe going to a team like well, the he's Colts already or the bought Broncos. He's already bought a house in L.A. Keep in mind the L.A. Chargers are gonna let go of Rivers. We are expecting. That's yeah. true. His contract's over. He's Brady's contract over. I know, but having Tom Brady, any team. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you gotta respect the goat. But um, let's let's talk about this. That and the fact that Josh McDaniels, the offensive coordinator, is probably gonna leave, become a head coach somewhere in the NFL, maybe the Browns. Their defensive coordinator is maybe going to stay. Bill Belichick, we don't know where he's going to go. I think he'll stay. If Brady leaves, we very well could see Belichick leave. And the fact that their team has a terrible offense. Yeah, I mean, they have no... They have Julian have, Edelman. Julian Edelman, Sonny Michelle, James White. Muhammad Sanu doesn't doesn't really fit in that offense right now. Anyway, James White was their leading receiver. That just shows you their struggles. Only 13 points. Their defense played well. Once again, only 20 points allowed. But Derrick Henry was too much on the ground. He had a touchdown on the day. Uh, Air, uh, Anthony Ferkser had a receiving touchdown for the Titans. He only had two receptions, but he was their leading receiver. So it was a very <laughs> ugly game to uh, witness, but the Titans prevail, and now they play against the number one seed Baltimore Ravens. We'll give our predictions in a little bit. Second game of the week was the Houston Texans and Buffalo Bills in overtime. The Texans win 22-19 to in another great game. All these games were, once again, like I said, really interesting to watch. So, Scott, Josh Allen, 46 pass attempts. Are you kidding me? You really, I mean, it looks like their entire plan went out the window. They seem like a run-first team. And then Josh Allen, 46 pass attempts. It doesn't even well, feel right. Well, I have a question. In, oh, I believe it was in overtime, when he threw the ball instead of sliding down... I'm sure you saw that clip. Well, yeah, he's just... I, I think that the it's, moment got to him a little bit. Deshaun Watson the, felt it's better. It's first playoff game moment. I mean, Watson's been here before. He knows what's happening. Watson is becoming one of the most experienced leagues... One of the most experienced quarterbacks in the league. And on the other side of the turf, you see Josh Allen playing his first playoff game with the Bills, who are a team who don't have much playoff experience in general... And I think that's why I took the Texans. It's I mean, when you come to the playoffs, a lot of the time it doesn't come on who's the better team. It also comes down to who has more experience. Yeah, absolutely. And then moving into uh, another game that was very exciting. Oh, wait. Let me just quickly say that uh, uh, Kaimi Fairbairn hit the game-winning field goal with 3 minutes 20 seconds left. Uh, yeah, I will agree with you. Sean Watson felt like the more experienced quarterback that game, especially when you realize that it was 16 nothing with a minute and 33 left until the Texans got that touchdown. So, I mean, the the Bills outplayed them in the first half, and then it looked like the Bills just, the moment got too big for them. Anyway, moving into the most exciting game, in my opinion, the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. Vikings win in overtime. Controversial ending once again uh, for the Saints. They've had the Minneapolis Miracle. They had, of course, the pass interference no call. Now this year, another pass interference no call against Kyle Rudolph. He scored the game-winning touchdown. Scott, was that pass interference? you got to be honest. Yes. You think that was? Okay. I think it was the extension of the arm was a little (laughs) bit too much. But, I mean, in a game like that, it's really hard. that's what I'm thinking. Like... Uh, that could have been defensive pass interference, too, in my opinion, if you look at the defender. It, it really could have gone both ways. So I do like uh, how they ended up playing it. I like it even more because my prediction was right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
at the end of the day, I do feel bad for the Saints. That's really the third season they've it's the had third in their season, hands. Third season in a row that they've lost on a walk-off touchdown or field goal. So, I mean, it's just being a Saints fan right now is tough. But Kirk Cousins finally has the monkey lifted off his back. He wins an important game, either a playoff game or a uh, Monday night game. He's 0-9 on Monday night. Now, finally, he gets his first playoff win. So... Minnesota now will face um, the San Francisco 49ers. Seattle faces the Green Bay Packers. Houston plays Kansas City. And Tennessee plays Baltimore. Would you have rather played the Yeah, Niners I'm happy that Pack- we play in the Packers because the Niners just so seem so So for me, complete. I feel like the Niners, we, but we remember, know. We if we, know if the we win and the Vikings win, we get a home game in the NFC Championship. And what do you think the chances of that happening are? 25%? 1%. I mean, it doesn't... I think playing the two seed is better than playing the one seed just to, because... That would be a perfect... I guess... Oh, I guess the five seed in the AFC is out. But imagine you have a 6 for 6 Super Bowl. What yeah. a better way to end the 100 season. Vikings and Titans? No. There could be a lot better ways. All right. So quickly, Scott. <laughs> start with this game. Tennessee Titans, Baltimore Ravens. Let's let's do this just just for these games. Let's do it by the spread and then also regular. So we're both gonna pick the Ravens, obviously. Will Whoa. No, stop. Stop. I have to put an upset in there somewhere. No, but it's not in this game. Ravens. Okay. Do they cover nine and a half points the nine no. and a half point spread? No. I say yes. I say it's I gonna think be a it'll block. be I think it'll be a touchdown game. It's going to be a run-heavy game if you like running the ball or you like watching teams run the ball. This is going to be exciting for you to watch. If you're like watching big men, Derrick Henry run the ball. And Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. So I think Baltimore covers. I think we just forgot because they hadn't played in three weeks because their starters are out. How good they are. Uh, moving into the next one, Houston Texans, Kansas City Chiefs. Also a 9.5-point favorite are the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs win this. I do not think they cover. I think they're going to make the Super Bowl. And... Um, I think I'm going to make it against the Packers. I think it's going to be Chiefs-Packers. I'll tell you why. I think Patrick Mahomes has finally got a defense. They've really stepped up later in the year. And if they need a stop late, uh, late in the game to give Pat Mahomes the ball in a close game, I think they can give it to them. Their defense has a lot better, yes. They, yeah, they got uh, Frank Clark, who's been great. Tyron Matthews has been great. Two great additions for them. But I will agree with you on those picks. I think the one and two seed move on. All right, so moving into the NFC now, we've got 49ers and Vikings. I think the Vikings win this one. Oh, this is I tough. Agree. I don't know. Is it six and a half points spread here? I don't know, Scott. I don't know if they cover, but I think they will. I think it's going to be a touchdown game. I think the 49ers win 28-21 in this one against the Vikings. The Vikings are a very underrated team. I have the Vikings winning this. Okay. I actually I would hate to pick the Titans, but in this case, I think the Vikings could actually win this one. But I think it's going to be... Who is more likely? Which six seed is more Absolutely likely? the Vikings. It's not even close. The Vikings could have been the two seed if they had just beaten the Packers. the Packers. So the Vikings are the real deal now that Kirk Cousins, I think, will play a lot more confidently. And back is at back at full health. Yeah, I think Kirk Cousins is going to play with a lot more confidence now that he's finally won that big game. No one will question him. Uh, I guess at this point, he's going to get a new contract too because those three years are almost up. So Seahawks, Packers, Scott. I mean, I, I, I'm rooting for the Seahawks. I really don't care, but I'm just going to pick the Packers because I'm just going to stick with uh, what I've had the entire year. So I guess I'll go with the Packers. I think that at home at Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers is going to seize this moment with the talent that he has around him, especially Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams. So 
don't get me wrong. If the Seahawks win, I'm not going to be like, oh, I got my pick wrong. No, but I'm going to pick the Packers because I had them going to the Super Bowl since about week three, and I can't just go away from that now. I'm, right? I'm going to agree with you on that. If we still have Chris Carson, I would say the Seahawks, but the fact that our best running back is Travis Homer. 11 carries, 12 yards. The fact that our best running back is Travis Homer, that's going to take us home to the end of the GPS show. Oh, that was a good one. All right. I'm Scott Piak alongside Gabe Gonesman. Make sure to tune in on Friday. We will be back with plenty more on the NFL playoffs.